Field Notes brand. USA-made memo books and other products, including seasonal limited editions. Visit fieldnotesbrands.com or 400 North May in Chicago. That is the Chicago Verse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. I'm a black South by Southwest music. We're almost at the end of the festival, and I am here with Joe Bogdan, second year in a row, uh, co-worker here at Columbia College, but Columbia has a big presence here at South by. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm good. You just got done moderating a really cool panel. I'll let you talk about that, but it was really, like, it was well attended. People were really interested in it. Like, talk about the, the talk you just had up. Yeah, well, a couple of years ago, I had the good fortune to be able to interview Kevin Lyman of Four Finney, which is the producer of the Warp Tour, and Kevin's the founder of the Warp Tour, and he still runs it to this day. Uh, and I, you know, took that interview. I wrote an academic article, which is out for publication now. And then, based on that, I was like, hey, this would be a good panel for South by. So it was basically how, you know, how has it been that that Warped has become the longest-running traveling festival in America, uh, in the world, actually? Yeah. And you know, what what's led to its success? So we walked through a bunch of the factors that that have led to the success. Well, it's interesting. You talk about, like, the traveling uh, festival aspects, and it's like, in the 90s, like, Lollapalooza was traveling, Warped, there was, like, Lilith Fair, there was Horde. Like, these are all things I haven't thought of in years, but but that was the model. It was, like, festivals traveled, and now, uh, you know, like, if we talk to students where we work at Columbia, they don't even know that Lollapalooza used to be, like, a national traveling thing. They just right. think it was like always based in Chicago. Right. Like, and and one of the things that came up in the panel today is is a large reason why a lot of these festivals aren't there anymore is the economics of it. It yeah. costs a ton of money to take a, you know, 800 people, which is how many people there are on the Warp Tour, to take 800 right. people around the around the country, you know, <clears throat> and have them set up for nine hours, then tear down and move on. And especially when, like Warped, you're trying to keep your ticket price to like 30 bucks. Right. Like I know affordability is a big thing for them, and they were just talking about that. So, so this is a really cool panel. And I know you spoke last year at South by. Like, how many years have you spoken here at the festival conference? Uh, maybe just five or six, I think, and certainly not consecutively. Yeah, you know, every once maybe in a while. just. That's that's a lot, though. Well, and it's I'm tw- you know twenty five years into a career, so yeah, I, I guess so. And I, I appreciate every opportunity. And if I if I have the chance to come next year and speak, I'll do it again. Yeah. What are some takeaways or best practices you've learned for navigating South by? You know, like. Whether it's the conference, the festival, you know, advice for students, advice for speakers, like, what's the best way to do this? <laughs> well, the most, the practical advice I can give to, you know, to students in particular, this came up in the panel too, stay hydrated and stay fed, right? Yeah. And for me, the first stop after I land at the airport is always the grocery store. And, you know, you can get a lot of street food and this and that, but, you know, I pick up, like, turkey and hard-boiled eggs and peanut butter and jelly, and I just keep that fridge stocked in the hotel room so that, you know, if I'm feeling hungry, I'm not like, well, I'll go get some crap, you know. I'll, go, I'll make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which isn't the most healthy thing in the world, but it's better but than... comparably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right, and, like, boy, it's, it's such a no-brainer when, like, you're an adult, they'll just, like, drink water. Right. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people forget that, so... Right. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and there's, you know, also practically, I guess all these answers are practical, is planning, planning, planning. I yeah. mean, you know, and, and I'm not I'm not even the best of them, but, you know, if you're just going to come down and stumble out of the hotel room and walk around, you're not going to maximize your time here. You no. need to plan, here's what I'm going to do, and, and even more important for students, here's who I want to try and meet. You know, this, this speaker's on at 3 o'clock in room 17A, and 
hey, and I know the green room for 17A is 19A. I'm just going to walk into the green room and, you know, shake right. that person's hand, you know, and separate myself from the crowd. That's good advice. Yeah, and how important are the panels? Because I think a lot of people when they hear, especially South by Music, um, for a lot of people, South by Music is the only version of South by that they really are aware of. And they just think that the only strategy is you go to 6th Street and you pass out your CD and you play a show, and there's not really anything else you can do outside of that. Oh, yeah. And 6th Street is just so, such a zoo, you know, and now particularly. It always has been a lot of energy. Now it's crazy. Yeah. And, and there's so much to do. And, you know, again, if you're, if you're out till 6 a.m. and you can't drag yourself out of bed until 4 p.m., you're missing a lot of the business reason you could be here. Yeah. Sure, it's fun to go out and get drunk and watch bands. That's great. And, you know, there's time for some of that, but you also have to focus on, you know, if I, if I want to be in the entertainment business, I got to do some business stuff. Right. Well, something that you can speak to really well is, you know, last year we did an interview right around here and we talked about copyright law. And something you were talking about today was like breaking into the live event industry. And I know that that's a huge concentration of yours. Like, how can students do that? Because I'm sure you hear this as well. One of the number one things that students want to do is to work in live events, to work in festivals. Like, you know, every like Fast Company article is like millennials favor experience. So like, so the live thing is really big for them. Yeah, I mean, there's no substitute for persistence for sure. You know, right. you got to keep keep trying. If you get a rejection, you know, you have to feed off that and try again and try again and try again. And some people even do things like. Back in the day when rejection letters would actually be on paper and come in the mail, people would wallpaper their walls with them, you know, as motivation, like, I'm going to get right. that yes, right? Uh, and so that's important. And then, you know, another thing that's important, which also came up in the panel today, is like, look, my mantra, one of my mantras in class is, it's better than flipping burgers. You know, if you're a metal guy and you get an offer to do some chamber orchestra thing, do it. Why? Right. It's better than flipping burgers, you know, and you'll get the experience. And hey, there's a stage, there's lights, there's sound. You might not like what's coming out of the sound, out of the speakers, but you'll know how to work a soundboard. You and know? you meet some people and you can put it on your resume, your portfolio and, and all these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. And, sure. you know, the people thing is like, you know, I read an article recently about all the crew on um, Dolly Parton's most recent tour is metal guys and girls. They're all metal people because she wound up hiring one guy who's like a metal guy as a road manager. And who did he, he's like, you want a crew? I'll right. bring a crew. These guys know how to do it, you know? And, and, and they spell crew, C-R-U, <laughs> amulet, E. Right, exactly. And, and even, you know, they had a quote from Dolly in the article, which was like, I thought so great, because I'm a metal guy, so anything right. that praises metal is, you know, I'm like, <laughs> oh, awesome. But Dolly was like, you know, for 50 years I've been performing in darkness, and now I'm, I got light, you know, because yeah. metal people know how to light up a stage, you know, and, and I thought it was fantastic. And, and that kind of thing isn't going to happen without the networking and the personal connections, right? Yeah. So for students, like I know that you are one of the organizers and you are involved with uh, the, the student footprint here at South by like for them, what have been some success stories you've seen or what are some strategies that have worked well for them where like you've talked to students after a South by experience and you're like, oh, great, you got to do this. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with volunteering, right? You know, yeah. and before South by, because Columbia College has such a large presence down here, all the faculty or most of the faculty get emails from a variety of places like, hey, I got this thing, you know, right. you have any students who might want to volunteer? And again, you know, sometimes for volunteering, they talked about volunteering for Warped in the panel today, you got to show up at 7.30 a.m. 
well, if you got to show up at 7.30 a.m., you can't be drinking till 6, no. you know? And so it's people who focus on that, like, all right, I'm going to take that opportunity. And, like, today is the Bloodshot Records party. Shout out to Bloodshot. I'm going to head over there after we talk. And, you know, Nan Warshaw, who, found, who went to Columbia College, started right. Bloodshot, she emailed me and said, hey, do you have any students who want to volunteer? And if they did, they're working a 10-hour day today, but, you know, now they know Nan. Right, and, and that's huge. And Nan and Bloodshot just legendary in Chicago and even outside of Chicago. Um, so talking about Chicago then, like, what can students do in Chicago? Because I think there's, of course, the thought that, like, you have to move to L.A., New York. Like, what can students do in Chicago to further a career in the live event space? Yeah, that's where really, you know, Better Than Flippin' Burgers comes into play, right? Because uh, you might have to, you know, take a gig with something that's not exactly your cup of tea artistically, you know. Right. But the arts in Chicago is are phenomenal, right? You know, the symphony and the Shakespeare Theater and the Goodman and, nice. you know. And we have Lala and we have yeah. Riot Fest and, yeah. Absolutely. And, um, you know, just keep kicking on doors and, and volunteering and, um, you know, and, and work hard and make a good impression every minute. Jen Kellogg, who was on the panel today, who teaches at Columbia College and is the tour accountant for the Warp Tour, you know, she said basically she made a conscious effort every day everybody she came into contact with to make a positive impression. And since she left, since she became the tour accountant for the Warp Tour, um, every job she's had, and she has a variety of jobs because she's like a freelancer, has found her rather than vice versa, you know, yeah. because of that, that impression she's left on people. Well, and I say this on my podcast all the time. I say this to my students all the time. Chicago's a very small, creative community. And not just in one concentration, like all the music people know each other, but basically at this point, the longer you stick around, you're like, okay, I know who does restaurant work, I know who does the hotels, I know who works in film and fashion, and like, and everybody knows each other, so that word of mouth really spreads, right? Yeah, and absolutely, and like, you know, you just triggered a thought in my head about one of the guys who's a production manager at, at Reggie's Nightclub on State Street, which is one of the best rock clubs in Chicago, and the only one, you know, on the south side, in the south right. loop, um, he's got a gig doing sound for corporate, you know, corporate gigs during the day, you know, yeah. and that pays most of his rent. You know, and it's fun. It's sound. You know, he's fine with that. He, you know, honestly, he says sometimes it's a little boring, but so what? It's better than flipping burgers. Well, and yeah, I think that there's a stigma, and I think it's less so than it used to be, where it used to be like the 90s, if you got called a sellout, you just be like, well, I have to leave the country because <laughs> my life is over. But like now it's like, I think there's still somewhat of a stigma of like accepting a corporate job or working like that corporate nine to five or whatever, but it's like that can really fuel your creative like journey until you're able to like take that full leap right yeah absolutely and you know if you're if you're and you're able to put that on the resume right, right. you don't have to pepper the resume with well I'm a barista you know right. you got real meaningful industry work whether it's for a corporate gig or for a metal show right so what other final advice would you give to any students maybe who are on the verge of graduating or who are even starting their journey at Columbia or any college, like who want to move into this space, what should they be doing before they even graduate? Because I think a lot of people think like, oh, after I graduate, I'll go pursue this or I'll get my internship. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to what I said before, just be persistent and, you know, do your research. If you want to, you know, I had somebody email, a former student email me yesterday, he wants to be a songwriter. And, 
maybe ghostwrite for other people. And he's like, how can I do that? And I was like, well, you know, there's no, there's not going to be any getting around just plain old elbow grease. You got to right. figure out, you know, South by is a good example. There are panels on songwriting and then, you know, go up to those speakers. And But to do that, he'd have to find his way from Chicago to Austin and right. not be drunk the whole time and just keep working it. Get down here by 9, 10, 11 a.m., you know, which in, in South by time, that's really early. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's right. Um, Right on. Uh, anything else you're excited about coming up culturally happening in Chicago with education, with Columbia, anything like that? Wow, you know, you, it's putting me on the spot and I can't think of anything. Well, we'll give a shout out to, uh, you know, I, another thing I tell my students is if you ever get the chance to see a legend, take it, yeah. right? Even if it's not your genre, again, like better than flipping burgers. And here, this has been like my hip hop South by. I'm a metal guy, right. but I saw Grandmaster Flash perform on Thursday night. And then yesterday I went to see uh, the, a conversation with DMC, yeah. uh, which was just, you know. That's legendary. It's legendary. And, you know, if you, and, and those guys were like the late 70s and Run DMC was like 82. In 82, I was all about Judas Priest and Black Sabbath and up and coming bands then like Queensryche. And if you had asked okay. me, you want to go see Run DMC? Fuck no. Right. But am I glad I went and saw Grandmaster Flash and hear DMC? Hell yeah. And very inspirational. So. You know, I can't think of any examples coming up, but take that take that shot. I love it, man. Uh, Joe Bogdan from Columbia College, Chicago, speaking here at South by Southwest Music, uh, heading up the tour, the Warp Tour panel, and and focusing on live events and a lot more at Columbia, man. Thank you so much. This is awesome, and I love the work you're doing outside of the college and within the college. So thanks for chatting. Uh, thank you, Jaime. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.